Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castelbert. I hope the ears are a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a Doctor, but I am... I'm a doctor. That's probably not the one you expect. Absolutely fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Big Out on the Inside, the new Who, Doctor Who, Watcher, Long Podcast. We're going to be doing um, Dalek Episode 3, which is called What, Harry? I did not catch the title, so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's why I threw it to you, because I also didn't catch the title. We should have really... Uh... I'm, I'm guessing it has, like, mechanoids in the title. Yes, yeah, so I'm just having about... a quick look. <laughs> uh, Planet of the Mechanoids, yeah. Now, what's your understanding of the mechanoids? Do you have any history of the mechanoids? I don't. Are they a classic who, uh, Dylan? Yes and no. They appeared f- for f- um, 55 years ago in a William Hartnell episode called The Chase. Um, they okay. had screen time of... They only appeared in the one episode, and we're in the one episode for four minutes. And they've sort of oh. become this cult classic thing just because of how bad they sort of turned out. Ah, right. Were they literally like, what, just these... Because they, they looked... They were quite a cool design in this episode. Like, yeah, they looked look be- they, they look better in the animation than they did in the short things I saw, where the voice right. in the original is... Even, you can't make out what they're saying. It's so bad. Oh dear! It's, it's also if the Daleks came to the planet and they had no idea what the mechanoids were saying. <laughs> they're also they're also made by Terry Nation as well. It was almost like to capitalize on the merchandise of Daleks. Okay. Yeah. So the so, we were introduced after the Daleks. Yeah, they were in a, it was in a Dalek episode, and I believe each original prop cost two hundred and seventy pounds to make. Huh. I mean, I don't know. Is that a lot or not a lot for 60s TV? I don't know, it's just a nice little thing for you. Uh, So yeah, Doctor Planet of the Mechanoids, episode three. What do you make of it? Um, I think this is the best one so far. Do you think? I didn't prepare it as much as last week's, but I enjoyed it. I thought, this one was cool. Uh, It's progressing the story, it's raising the stakes. Um, Maybe I'm just getting more of a feel for the show now. Maybe that's skewing my perspective, but I like this one. I really like the way they, the Daleks, I know when we first spoke, I was like, how do they make an antagonist a protagonist? How are they going to do that and make me sort of interested in that? But they've done it... I guess it's because every other species in the universe hates the Daleks. Yeah, and in this one especially, the the first time I can recall seeing Daleks express some sort of emotion that isn't hatred, they're sort of... Mm -hmm. It's yeah. sad. They're, they're also trying to be nice at one point, which is strange to see. Uh, mm. The often theme of the episode is them trying to understand what beauty is and understand what beautiful things look like because they just don't know. Um, no, was... I really liked it. There was one thing I picked up on, which was the Dalek voices don't tend to match the surroundings, if you know what I mean. So even if they're inside or outside their voices sound exactly the same. There's no, like, reverb. Oh, yeah, there's no kind of audio effect, yeah. Yeah, so it's almost like, even if they're in a spaceship or outside, they sound like they're talking in a nice studio. Which I guess if they're robotic voices makes sense, but then we're we're not listening to it through them, we're listening to it as us, so you kind of need that effect. 
Perhaps because the or because the robotic voice is already so distorted, they thought any further audio effects over that would make them too hard to understand. A little bit, but I guess people now have sort of got used to the Dalek voice, so you're already sort of maybe in tune to it. But then again, there's a lot of variations of the voice throughout the episode as well. Podcast scans detect you are not subscribed. The Daleks order you to subscribe. Resistance is futile. Failure to subscribe will lead to extermination. Seek, locate, subscribe. Um, Daleks being told what to do was interesting as well. They're sort of told to stand guard and stay back. And that's one thing I really liked about this episode is the way it sort of plays with these villains which we always sort of see as doing whatever they want are suddenly in a position where they have to recruit the help of other people. Yeah, they're really kind of in a last resort position and it's kind of the Daleks are being forced to act in a way that they would never or at least they've never been forced to act so far on the show. Like yeah. The closest thing to like the Daleks being kind of our last stand in the show is something like the Cult of Scarrow. Yeah, where there's only the yeah. four left. I was wondering how many of them are actually left in this episode by the end of it because quite a lot of them get burnt down by the mechanoids well it says that all but the emperor and the strategist are left but they're the last two Daleks do you think I don't know well, I don't know the ship? is there any more on the ship um did the ship I thought was it just the one ship I thought the ship got destroyed or... yeah but the or ship the, they ar- would... the ship they arrive on on the planet of Mechagnos uh, <laughs> uh, the mechanoid planet it seems to be that they arrive on... I'm just going back to have a look at it now. They arrive on their spaceship and um, the Dalek Emperor and uh, two other Daleks get out and then later in the episode we see the scientist Dalek get out as well, which I'm not did, sure... What, did all the Daleks not just leave the ship, though? When it came to, like... When it came there to... were no Daleks left on the ship. I thought they all went off, came off the ship to fight in it and then they fought the mechanoids and... I'm not sure. It's not, it's not really that clear, is it? <laughs> because like, at the end, all the Daleks are like, there's a big like pile of them all dead, and it's yeah. not on the ship. So I guess they all came off the ship to do the fight with the mechanoids now. Yeah. Possibly. I'm sure we'll find I mean, out. The mechanoids pretty much floored them, which is yeah. surprising because kind of my understanding is that the Daleks are the most like deadly creatures and force in the galaxy. So to see them... Like, not just kind of matched in combat, but defeated, like, absolutely wiped out. Mm. Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder why the mechanoids didn't do that sooner. A f- so I really like... Registered. Sorry, go on. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder about kind of the nature of the mechanoids that they, they could have very easily, you know... Well, I don't know. Maybe kind of this was just kind of a rare opportunity where they had an advantage and outnumbered the Daleks. Yeah, what did you think of the mechanoid city? I really like the look of it. It looks a lot like the Eden Project, I thought, when I saw it. Yeah, no, that was a cool design. That was a cool design. And that they, yeah, I liked it much more than the kind of futuristic city in the first episode. Yeah. Um, This one felt like it had more of a personality to it. Looking back at the three we've watched, that first episode was a real bummer to open this with, I feel. Absolutely, yeah. They really... It really didn't show off, you know, the best that the show had to offer. No, not at all. I, I really don't know why they did that. Um, 
I really like the fact that you, we see a few modern Daleks, the bronze Daleks, not the re- revolution Daleks, a few um, bronze Daleks with the classic Dalek colours, the sort of grey and blue colours. Yeah. I thought that looks really good. I wonder if anything like this is going to bleed over into future episodes of the series because it just looks... It, I imagine if something looks good in animation, it's going to look just as good in person. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've... I'll be open to that because, like, I like the current kind of, I like the bronze Daleks whole kind of the way they're proportioned and shaped. But I honestly think whenever they change the color of them, they always look way better. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind the bronze, but I think a lot of they look better in a lot of other colors, such as like black or gray or white. Mm. When yeah. we spoke to um, Dominic Martin. Uh, who you'll know as the Hoovian Chaser. When we spoke to him about Captain Jack's Return, we mentioned about the change in style of the Dalek. So we talked about, could the revolution-style Dalek be the new... Could that be the new baseline? And he was really pretty... Sh- no, he was pretty he sure that it. we're going to keep seeing the bronze ones forever now, because that's just what people have yeah. gotten used to. Yeah, I, I imagine even if... Um... Even if Chibnall tries to push his current dark design, I think that um, whoever comes next might bring back the bronze ones. I yeah. don't know. Um, uh, because Ch- I quite like how Chibnall has um, redesigned other kind of... Like, I really like, you know, his new master. I really like the Cybermen design. I think the Cybermen design... Oh, they look great, yeah. Had. Yeah. And... Some people have said that they think the new Daleks look a little bit, I don't know, thin, funny on the top, but I feel like in motion they'll work. I oh, yeah, I, I think it's... I remember when, this is such a random callback, when Aquaman was coming out, you weren't that sold on his gold suit. You said it doesn't look right. But when we went and saw the movie, you said once it, Jason Momoa was wearing it and he was walking around on the screen with it, you said it looks brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the final scene, where action scene, Jason Momoa looked. Yeah, it worked. It just really worked. One thing that I quite liked on the episode was is the scene where the Daleks and the Mechanoid are in sort of the Mechanoid city, and they're showing the Daleks these sort of holograms of all like these blown up bits of Dalek spaceship and Dalek bodies, all just sort of whizzing through the air. And I thought like it looked really good, and I think that sort of played into the animation quite well because it's it's a hologram. So it's already slightly limited, but it looks so it looks really well. It looks really well done. Absolutely. No, I think that this episode visually looked great. Even the battle at the end, kind of it. Obviously, like it's not like mind blowing effects, but kind of it worked. It worked for the purpose of storytelling, and I feel like this it, with that hologram and such is kind of leaning into what is kind of an advantage of animation, which is that kind of everything is kind of existing on the same plane. Like, with, like, live action, special effects and live elements are kind of two separate things being put together. And sometimes on something like a TV budget, you can kind of tell that. But here it's all animation. It's all existing in one area and kind of... They're really playing with that with these kind of very big visuals and these big sci-fi visuals. And, yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, you know, hate to hark on the first episode, but why wasn't... I mean, that had big visuals, but 
it, it didn't like land in the same way. No, um, but they still need to do something about the fire animation because it's so bad. <laughs> like the actual I mean, flames. I think they just look, they look so bad. They're just like hex, hexagonal orange discs. That are flying out. The explosions don't really work either. The no, they're like just work. really slow and just fade away. I'm like, what is this? And uh, how much did, would particle effects like cost? I have no yeah. idea. I can't. I imagine yeah. you could buy just like stock versions of it and just put them in. You know what I mean? Man, uh, I wonder what this is being made on. What kind of animation engine? I'm mean, I say that as if I understand CGI animation. I don't. I just watch Corridor Crew sometimes. Um, Um, My last point I've got is when one of the Daleks is being sort of attacked by the mechanoids, he doesn't shout exterminate, he shouts fire. Did you notice that? Oh, hang on. Hang on, I'm getting a phone call now. One second. (laughs) Uh, Sorry about that, everyone. We keep getting phone calls in the middle of this recording because our family do not respect us. Our family don't respect us. It's because we're famous. Like it's all our, it's our agents calling us, <laughs> giving us jobs. It was as soon as we mentioned about the redesign of the Daleks, Chris Chibnall heard us. He was straight on the phone. Get me these guys. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> we're gonna write the next Dalek story. Um, <laughs> Bring back the mechanoids. noise. Um, yeah. So sorry, we were saying that the Dalek he doesn't shout exterminate. He shouts fire, which is really bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it's something I noticed it in the last episode as well. When the uh, technician, no, the strategist, sorry, mm. when the strategist was addressing the big army of Daleks, he chanted, kill, 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 instead of exterminate, exterminate, exterminate. See, if he says it, I think it's okay because he's a bit nuts. He's not mm. like totally screwed on, but this was just like a normal Dalek. But that said, when it does fire, it's not exterminating it, it's just firing like a red laser, it seems, rather than the iconic sort of. Blue exterminate beam. I yeah. don't know. This I mean, is too maybe nerdy for me. Was weak, or it was desperate, or who knows? Perhaps. But what did you think of it? You thought it was the best one so far, yeah? I think so. Yeah, and I'm kind of interested to see where it goes. And um, I wonder. Apparently, the strategist has arrived on the mechanoids planet at the end. Um, yeah. I wonder if we're going to get any kind of glimpse of them. Um, well, yeah, he says, doesn't it? At the end, he says, "I brought them here." So, yeah, and think... they said something about the um, how the uh, the entity is from another dimension or kind of is working interdimensionally, which I thought was maybe it's Peter Cushing. <laughs> Peter Cushing's doctor. Peter Cushing from the. <laughs> I mean, isn't Peter Cushing canon in oh, Doctor Who? I don't know. I know there's a few things that said about. You know, Moffat making canon in the book or something. I, I can I don't, know. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, we'll wrap this up. I think this has been the longest one we've done when we've spoken about one of these little episodes. Maybe it's just felt long because we've been getting so many phone calls from our agents. That's true. Agents and all our girlfriends or boyfriends. It's the 21st century. Anything could happen. No? Uh, <laughs> yes. Haha. I am. I am definitely um, in a relationship. Yeah. Oh. Haha. No, no, no joke there. If you think you could be Harry's girlfriend, leave a comment below. Leave a little CV. Your height. Your age. Do you smoke? Your hobbies and interests. <laughs> and we'll get back to you. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Harry, you don't look that impressed with that uh, 
of that. You can have a nice internet girlfriend. I feel girlfriend. like there's better ways to meet friends than YouTube. Make a girlfriend than YouTube comments. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode four, I guess. Next Thursday. I keep forgetting they're coming out. I always forget they yeah. come out on a Thursday. Big week, busy week. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you later. I'll say goodbye. Harry, do you want to say ta-ra? Bye-bye. Make sure you subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast.